podcasts have the power to change your life. And I'm hoping that this show with me, Anna Parker Naples, is one that you'll come to to feel a little bit better and a little bit happier. Because this podcast is positively influential. So when I was thinking about not just this event, but really what I'm doing, as I mentioned before, it came down to the fact that I'm not the only person who can make a difference. And it was really important to me, as everything I do now, that I bring other people who are here to make a difference and give them opportunities because I'm really not interested anymore in being the guru, being the name. I don't care about that in the way that I used to. And I wanted this particular segment to to be an opportunity to share a story about something that's gone on for something, a real thing, coming from someone who actively wants to make a difference and has made a difference. So I've asked Kat, Kat has, has, has been the person that we've asked to come and be interviewed today. So Kat Marshall, we'll go a little bit more into a bit about your background. But what I do want to say is that I, I think we've done like two voice notes, probably back in October or November. Other than that, we've not spoken, we've not met. Um, we probably have some people in common, but not many. And for some reason, Kat's posts were just popping up and they'd make me stop and think. And several times over dinner, I would mention to my husband, oh, this lady posted this thing and it got me thinking. And the only reason that it could get us then to shift and have a conversation was because you'd shared some pretty fucking dark stuff because you were going through a hard time. Maybe dark's the wrong thing. Maybe not. And actually, I personally found it inspirational and was grateful for you sharing what you were going through because it, gave, it, it felt like what you were sharing was giving me more knowledge should I ever need it or should someone in my world need it and was making me stop and reflect on my own life. So with that, Kat, I'd like you to to share a little bit about what I'm alluding to Yeah, and where you're at. No problem. Hello, everyone. My name is Kat Marshall. As Anna said, we've never met before, so this is a whole new experience for me. Um, what she's beautifully alluding to is me sharing the story of my son's cancer journey. Um, we're still, we're coming to the end of it, but it's so, if I'm emotional, I'm sure you can understand why. Um, he was diagnosed with leukemia when he was just three. And at the same time, I had a very new little baby as well. Um, and that was three and a half years ago, nearly four years ago now, and we're coming to the end of that journey. Um, and actually it's interesting you talk about posting stuff I found for me part of the cathartic process was getting some of the stuff I was going through out of me and sharing it and I started doing it for me but then afterwards I realized when I got messages from other people what an impact it was having on others and I felt it was really healing to me actually that whole journey of kind of posting and talking and I did a lot of Facebook lives so that's what I found really good for me was just talking about what I was going through. And it was absolutely staggering. 
I initially started it for me, but the messages that I got back from other people, I had no idea that it had such an impact on others. And it was from people who were with me in the hospital, other mothers saying, oh, thank God somebody's talking about this. You are saying what I'm thinking, but I can't bring myself to verbalize it. I can't talk about it. And just listening to you talk about it is so powerful. And then like Anna's saying, other people um, who are not in our world, getting an insight into that was equally powerful. So, And you'd have had no idea that Jeff and I were chatting about nope. you over dinner because you wouldn't. And I think that inviting you up here today is, is kind of to, to prove that point in a way that you never know the impact of sharing something real going on in your life can have on others, mm. right? Completely and utterly, yeah. And the extension of that is that Jeff had a colleague who then went through something really similar. Wow. So he felt, because we'd had those conversations, that he knew... I've got goosebumps. better informed... I've got goosebumps from you saying that. Because you never, ever know know. what is happening on the inside of people's lives. You think you know, but you've got no idea. And it's a bit what you were talking about earlier about how... We have personas and we show up in life in a particular way, but we have no idea what is going on in each other's lives, really. And it's all our own individual journeys, isn't it? Now, what strikes me is that you were already... I don't know the timelines. We've not spoken before. You were already in the personal development space when that happened. Mm -hmm. Explain where you were. Um, car crash of carnage I think actually was when so I'll go back a little bit so I initially didn't think I was going to have kids so that was um, I'd done a lot of kind of oh my god I'm nearly 40 I'm never going to have kids what the hell does life look like for women who are nearly 40 when your whole life plan that you thought you were going to have disappears into a big ball of smoke Um, so I had a few a couple of years where I actually and and that started it's interesting that started basically from my ex proposing to me. So what should have been an amazing, joyous, gorgeous um, occasion? I kind of went, oh, that doesn't feel good. And not because there was anything wrong, just because it didn't feel intuitively right. And that set me on a whole new life path. One where, a few years later, from an incident with a younger man, Uh, who I was having a slight fling with, um, my first son Marshall appeared out of that. And with the kids came carnage. And actually, when my second son was born, he had congenital pneumonia and suspected sepsis at birth and was in high dependency unit and special care baby. Two weeks later, my other son, who was then two, the cancer child, we'll have to call him, um, he had an abscess requiring surgery that came out of the blue. At eight weeks old, the second child then had, um, con- uh, he had suspected meningitis and nearly died of an anaphylactic shock. So then I was back in hospital with him. So I then thought, we've had our three things. Right? Things come in threes, right? We're so done. At the same time, my other half was in hospital. So I'd been pretty much hospitaled out by that point. I thought, well, what else can happen? And my elder son was getting poorlier and poorlier. And I think some of the things I've shared maybe is around the symptoms and trusting your intuition when something is wrong and the symptoms of what it can be and literally following that because you know yourself best, you know your children best and it's following that path. And that's what I did with Marshall. And they said, 
I'm really sorry to let you know we went from one hospital to another hospital to another hospital that your son has cancer um, and without treatment he has six to eight weeks to live and at that time yeah it's really hard to even explain how you get to that situation but I was in my head I was like really we're here we've been through all this stuff and now we're here like what <laughs> so it was a really yeah um, not a place I wish anyone to visit ever actually so now you finished the official treatment yes we have got he got to ring the bell we're going to ring it in a month's time which is super exciting and so now there's more time for you hopefully and getting back to some of the impact-led work Mm. that you want to do yeah we're transitioning back which is a strange place to come from talk to me about that what are you building what's the vision for you so I believe that every single human, amazing people that you all are, um, that we all are, has a kind of soul-led journey. We're all here for a reason, and, and it's kind of following whatever you want to call it, whether it's your life path or your purpose or your soul-led journey, whatever the magical words are. We all have gifts within us, every single one of us, and we're here to let that light out and to shine for other people in whatever way that is. And that might be an incredible leader podcasting magic, or it might be setting up a community garden and helping the children of your neighborhood. But we're all here to do something powerful and magical. And I believe that we all have a kind of responsibility to open ourselves to that path, to that channel, to heal what we need to heal, and to follow what magic we're here to bring to the universe, because we all are. And when we do that, there is such incredible power. Somebody used the word passion earlier, but we have such incredible power within us to bring that to life. And that's when magic really starts happening. When we can let go of the fear of the unknown, and when we don't, you know, we don't know what the next step's gonna be, because there is no certainty in life. I think we all know from the stories we've heard today that there isn't any, is there? And life can change in an instant. But that's what we're here for. I'm here to help people move beyond all those fears and expand into the biggest version of them so they can truly bring their soul passion to life in this lifetime. So having just gone through something... Something. Fairly big. Are you able yet to access any sense of wisdom or knowledge in what that has brought to you? I think that will come over time. Um, What's really interesting to me is, it's actually maybe that's what we talk about, but it's given me a methodology for how I want to guide my own life. So um, I got nicknamed a fearless fairy godmother in my kind of life and work, and it's kind of stuck now. So I'm known as a fearless fairy godmother. And what this brought to me, this whole journey of all the things that we have been through over the last few years, is I started seeing patterns in how I was coping with life and how I was dealing with all these things that were going on. And so out of that, I kind of created out of magic the gift method, which stands for gratitude, intuition, fuck up, basically and then take it and trust. And they're the things that I believe have led me through this journey and that's 
you know, part of that trust element that everything will always work out okay, even when it's really difficult, even when it's really painful. Um, they're the things that have kept me kind of flowing through it, I guess. Talk to me about how we access gratitude in the middle of a shitstorm. Uh, then it turns to gratitude, I'm afraid, because sometimes I didn't have the space or capacity for it. Um, I think we have to be careful to not just go, oh, just, just be grateful, just be grateful. I think that's bollocks. Because then it becomes, <laughs> yeah, it becomes like toxic. It does, yeah. Because we're whole people. Like some days we have amazing days and we're like, I can cope with anything. And then the next day it's not quite so great. Um, I suppose the thing I've looked for is gratitude in very, 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 very small things. And actually sometimes the smaller the better. And sometimes when that even wasn't accessible, I've gone to gratitude. Like I've had to force myself to look. And that again comes back to... I suppose, mindset and how you approach things. There are places I could not let myself go. And I had to physically be like, whoa, no, we cannot go there. You can't look in that deep hole because if you look in that deep hole, there's no, there's no bottom to that hole. It just goes down into the bowels of the earth, down through the pit of my stomach. And I can't let myself go there. And that's when gratitude comes in. You know, you have to say, well, actually, I am going to look for these three things or whatever it Give might be. Give me an example of, of gratitude on some of the harder days. Actually, it's an example of uh, doing... I, I remember doing it in the car, which sounds really funny, but, like, I'm really fucking glad that the water hasn't poured through the sunroof and it's not going down the back of my neck right now. That's about it. That's all I've got. And it's sort of forcing that and it comes and it goes and things like that but I think yeah it's how you know it's a the life is a magical ball of wax isn't it there's the happiness and the sadness and the light and the shadow and it's managing to navigate our way through all of those um yeah it's just and then intuition so you've got a situation <laughs> several situations compounding yeah. what are the moments that where you ignored your intuition Actually, that's a very long time ago because I started listening the day that my other half asked me to marry him. That's when I started listening. Um, and actually, I imploded my entire life based on that feeling. So I'd had, um, so that was maybe 10 years ago now, maybe longer than that, actually. Um, there was no reason for it. I had a perfectly wonderful, gorgeous life with a very handsome other half, fiance, beautiful home, lovely car, lovely job, All gorgeous family. B&Q on a Saturday, buying plant pots, perfection. And yet it didn't feel, feel right to me. And there was something that was calling at me. And what I realized in that moment was that if you don't follow those nudges, if you don't follow those intuitions, those things that you're given, those gifts that are pushing you in a particular direction or trying to tell you something, that's when you know guilt comes, that's when shame comes, that's when regret comes, that's when the things happen or you feel that you think oh I didn't follow my intuition there and thankfully by the time I think we'd been through so much by the time Marshall's cancer journey arrived in our life that's exactly why we got a diagnosis so quickly because I was very much determined that there is something very wrong with this child who can I see like how can I get help I was the insane mother standing in the pediatric department saying I need to speak yourself. to somebody now you trusted yourself yeah and the fuck it moments. 
What are the U-turns or the changes that have happened because you've lent into fuck it energy? So, fuck it energy is brilliant. If you, if you don't like fuck it and you don't like swearing, fail forward, you can use instead. I think a lot of us, we all, we want to do stuff and then we hold ourselves back and we're not sure what people are going to think and we're not sure if we say this whether we'll upset anybody or what, you know, how am I going to do it? We often worry about the how. And sometimes there are just days where you just need to, I'm just doing it, I'm going this way. I've got, I don't know why, I've got no logical reason, but I'm going to take the action. I'm going to just do it go that way no clue why and that's when absolute magic happens again if you followed step two which is intuition because magical things come together like we've used the word co-creation a lot haven't we um that's when magic will happen and co-create the most beautiful outcomes with you that you were not even expecting that wasn't even on your radar so the tea I was trying really hard to listen and remember what the T was. <laughs> I'm very impressed so, so far. tell me what it was. Take it. Take it. Take it. Trust. So I think, so you've done, you've decided what the thing is, the fuck it thing that you're going to do. And then you've got to take it. You've got to follow through and then trust that everything is unfolding perfectly for you just as it should. Through, even when you can't see it. I think that's so one of the hardest now, things. So for you having gone through what you have. Yes. In what way was that for you? I don't know yet. Because you haven't come out the other side fully. No. Um, it's given me a hugely different perspective on life, a hugely different feeling, a hugely different empathy for others on particular journeys. And again, it's like my spiritual evolution has come massively through this last few years. I'm doing things now that I never, ever, ever would have believed. If, if I'd gone back and told myself like six or eight years ago, that I would be doing certain things now, I would have gone absolutely no freaking way. Um, and yeah, it's just an interesting journey. I think the lessons will come. I don't have all of them yet. So we will see. I would really like us to give you guys an opportunity to ask um, Kat or myself anything regarding what we've talked yeah. about today. That Can I just say, I'm not offended by anything. If anyone wants to ask me anything, like, there's no bars I'm okay with everything so like use it hi Kat hi Susie thank you so much for sharing your story it really just when anybody mentions anything about kids it really gets to me um, so thank you for being so brave and courageous and I'm really curious that last question that Anna asked and you said there's stuff now that if you'd have asked me six mm. years ago would you be doing you yeah. would have said no way and I'm curious what type of things do you do <laughs> So um, actually I do a lot of um, healing, heart healing. I know obviously this is recorded, but Natasha Bray is in the audience and I've learned so much from her on my journey. But there's also been a spiritual side to things where, for example, we talked about signs and trust and intuition and things like that, didn't we? And it's whether we're open to them when we listen and then we take the action on it. So one of the things was a couple of years ago, um, I thought it was, we were going through quite a really hard time and having a break from the kids was like, I really needed some space. And my one of my spiritual teacher ladies was running a meditation group on a Friday night for a couple of hours. I thought, oh, meditation. Oh, I'd love a bit of meditation, bit of time for me. Brilliant. Went along on a Friday evening. She said, uh, welcome to mediumship. <laughs> I was like, I'm, Ruth, I'm not here for that, love. Um, I'm here for just the relaxing thing. She went, well, you're obviously here for a reason, Kat, so sit down. Let's get to work. And 
that I mean that's what I'm talking about I started a whole journey into mediumship and to connecting with spirit and to doing all sorts of things that I never ever would have dreamed possible I come from an extremely logical background and my family is engineers my job was in engineering and managing robotic systems like everything has a plan everything is logical there are facts for everything you don't do stuff just because science yeah there's science behind that logical statistics so yeah that kind of thing talking to dead people love it yeah <laughs> thank you so much do we have another question i'd love to know because we're hearing your journey and your perspective about it i would love to know how you've held it as a family so with your kids with your husband because you're obviously you know a spiritual person you're coming from that perspective but it's not necessarily true of all the people around us right and also you know having been through what i've been through as well as kind of trying to talk to kids about things in a way that's not um, inauthentic but is in a way that they can hear so I'm just curious about how that whole family dynamic has played out I think I'm very 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 lucky had and obviously this is me kind of surmising what may have happened had I stayed with my ex-partner and had kids I don't think we would have got through it and actually a lot of people have said to me the journeys of cancer parents especially with children because I can kind of get my head around it when it's an adult I don't know why I think that but I can but with children the pain is so deep and this the suffering is so horrific and actually you take it out on your nearest and dearest you take it out on the the person who's with you and the the paths that parents go on there is a huge amount of PTSD and complex PTSD in cancer parents because the journeys that we go on is so traumatic um, and that'll make me emotional because some of the things I've had to do to Marshall have been damaging to me but damaging to him as well and that's really hurtful um, and I'm okay in lots of ways with it because it had to be but it's a horrific thing to come back from and to recover from and it's interesting I'm very very fortunate I truly believe that because I followed my heart in that time where I ditched off you know um, Natasha's crying she'll make me cry <laughs> um, because I ditched off that relationship and went following my heart truly and passionately and that was all I did that's how I met Will like I was having such a hard time I thought I'm just going to go back to doing stuff I love I went back to motorcycling and fighting so I have a black belt in mixed martial arts don't mess I know. Not maybe, maybe not today. But um, and I met him on my first night training, and I believe he was brought to me for magical reasons. And so we've managed to get through it effectively, but we've had to do work. Yeah, it's hard. He's very patient, thankfully. <laughs> Any other questions? Any other questions? Hi. Um, so what I was just going to ask was you said about showing up online and Anna was agreeing saying you know she sort of read bits and that's what's really resonated um I'm a blogger so everything is online in its words but I it's been really interesting because I've been through traumatic stuff that doesn't come out anywhere mm. um and it's making me feel like I need to be more authentic with some of that stuff so how did you start and how did you get to that rawness it's been interesting because it's for me it's been a kind of dual journey that's kind of happened through the life stuff we've been through um a few years ago 
and actually this is due to Natasha as well who sat in the back row I signed up for rapid transformational therapy because I saw that Natasha was doing it and I thought wow that looks incredible so I started healing myself and doing different things and then I got into heart healing um, which is the most incredible modality where we heal hidden wounds of the heart and things that we didn't actually necessarily want to share we maybe had fear of judgment around or what are people going to say what are people going to think what if I show up like this am I going to be rejected for it we all carry these things and actually for me healing some of those things has been the most powerful thing and it kind of came at the same time as going through this journey and the more I did that work the more I was able to be me show up as me just be like yeah I'm sorry if you don't like it that's your thing not my thing and actually I'm okay with that and so it's been a magical kind of co-creative process through life experience and the healing I've done in parallel. Is that word again, co-creation. I didn't know that was going to be a theme of today. I think it is. Uh, we've got time for one more question, actually. So if you... Hi, um, thank you for sharing your story. Um, I'm just wondering when you mentioned the tea at the end of Gift and how to get more in touch with that and to be able to trust the process rather than just use is it it's there's an element of the intuition part as well like how to trust your intuition and 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 move forward rather than let fear hold you back yeah so really i think it's an entire body of work that and i think it's a lifelong process but we can do many things that help us on that journey so we can have massive wounds around trust and i've seen this in the people that i work with again and again and so, for example, uh, one of the ladies I've worked with recently, actually, we finished in December, we did some hypnotherapy and some subconscious and superconscious work around her trust issues. And it went back to when she was a child in school, she had a best friend. And I'm sure she won't mind me saying this um, story. She's quite happy to share it. She um, had like, it was like a really amazing like little toy eraser thing and she loved it and then she gave it to her friend. She said, I want you to have this. I love you so much, take my eraser. And this other little girl said, um, had basically said she'd stolen it. And this got into the school and then she got dragged through the school and into the headmaster's office and you can't steal and you did this and you did that and all this other stuff happened. and. It was so powerful for her that moment that she then lacked trust in herself because she thought, oh my God, I can't trust people, my judgment of people. I can't trust my own actions because I did something out of what I thought was a good reason, but actually then I got it completely slated for it. And I don't trust the people around me because I thought they were here to support me. And yet I've been dragged into this absolute furore and now I'm in the headmistress's office or the headmaster's office and it's all gone to shit basically. And it's actually looking at that and healing those kinds of experiences where we heal the trust within ourselves to trust ourselves, and the trust that we have with others. And then as an extension of that, the trust of the journeys that we're on and the decisions we're making at every single point in time. And then doing some of that work can really, really help. Healing, limiting beliefs, getting back mm. to what you're thinking, your subconscious, potentially past lives that are influencing yeah. you. Like this work for me, every time I do it, it shifts more. And it's not a one, it's not a once and done process. It can be, you can feel like, oh, that's, that was so huge, that's it, I'm done. But we are humans having a very human experience. And I, I believe that the more people who are healers, who are more on the sciencey side of neuroscience and how you change limiting beliefs, the more of us out there 
getting that work out into the mainstream, the better a place this is going to be, right? Absolutely. But it's uh, what you said, it's another level, another devil. Yes. So because it never, it never more. stops. There's, no, there's yeah. more, there's more, there's more. But I think it changes what you just said about healing. It changes our relationship with our parents, our friends, our family, the way we show up with strangers, with our children, and both on a kind of practical level, but also on an energetic level. We show up completely differently when we do this work. And that is where your power lies. And that's a nice little mic drop moment from you there. That is where your power lies. So thank you for coming and sharing Thank that you us. very much. I'd like you to share where people can come find you. Well, here, actually. Probably <laughs> on the, the podcast. In the bar later, on the podcast. Um, generally speaking, at catmarshall.co, um, which is C-A-T-M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L.co. Or my other home is Facebook, predominantly. So if you find Cat Marshall, the fearless fairy godmother on Facebook, that's that's me. I'd love you all to give a big, fat, noisy round of applause for Kat. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have got lots up our sleeve for Positively Influential with some live events coming your way soon. Make sure that you are on the wait list to find out exactly what we're up to at www.annapn.co forward slash events. So you make sure that you are in the room with us sucking up those vibes that are positively influential.